Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and I'm here with my friend Ben. He, um, he's coming live from Eagle Mountain, Utah. Um, ben Burdett is his name, soon to be Elder Burdett. Or how do you say elder in Portuguese? It's the same. Oh, nice. a different yeah. pronunciation on the E, so. <laughs> cool. Okay. And he's heading to the Recife South Brazil mission. And I, I don't know if I said that right, but that's, uh, yep. that's my, <laughs> my attempt. So how are you, Ben? I'm so good. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We're happy to that you've joined us and we're happy to hear your story. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and share it. So cool. Well, what is your story? You know, what led you to where you are now where you're getting ready to go on a mission? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. If you were to ask me in like April, even beginning of May, if I was going to go on a mission, I would have told you no. That's crazy. Because it wasn't it like wasn't in my plans at all. Like I'd gone through high school and I'd sent off so many friends last year and it was just kind of something I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to go. And so I was just like, I won't go. Um, and so I was planning on starting college this fall. And so everything was working out perfectly. I had my apartment, I had my schedule, I had just bought in a car. So I was like, okay, I got my life figured out everything's going smoothly. It's going to be great. Um, But one day I was at work and I hopped on Instagram and one of my friend's younger brothers was opening his mission call. And I just decided to hop on. And something about that, just like that specific live, it just kind of like sparked something in my head. And the thought of leaving or serving a mission like wouldn't leave my head for like the whole week. And I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, no, I like just figured out my life. Like everything's going well. Um, And so I just decided to pray about it. I hadn't said a sincere prayer in so long. It's just, so I sat, I knelt down, I prayed, I asked um, Heavenly Father for some sort of like sign or feeling that like, I need to change this. Like I need to change my life plans and go on a mission and do what he needs me to do mm-hmm. and I've always had a hard time sort of like feeling I wouldn't say feeling the spirit but recognizing the spirit and if it's like yes that's the spirit I have to do this and so I hadn't felt anything and then one day on Instagram there was an app or like a um, an article from LDS magazine and it was why this college pitcher is glad he decided he changed his mind about serving a mission something like that if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and so I just read it and it was really like it related to me a lot it was like this college he wanted to go to college he wasn't going to serve a mission and then he decided to change his mind so he went out and while he was out he just saw blessings upon blessings and his dad sent him uh, videos of him pitching and so he got college offers while he was on his mission Wow. So I'm not going to get any college offers or anything, but <laughs> I just saw the blessings that this guy received from serving a mission. And so that was a big one. And um, I reread my patriarchal blessing and there was a part in it. It's just, it says like, as you pray about things, be willing to change your plans according to the will of Heavenly Father. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I should go on a mission. And so I texted my bishop and 
I was like, hey, I think I want to start my papers. And he's he's awesome. I told him like two years ago, I was like, hey, like I know I turn 18 soon, but I'm not going on a mission. Like, don't bring it up to me. It'll just make me angry. And so <laughs> when I told him that, he like started crying. And it was just an overall great experience from beginning to end. And I'm super excited. That's wonderful. Holy cow. So many miracles along the way, it sounds like. Yep, for mm. sure. And it's crazy. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast before, but just the quote, like, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how everything's going to turn out with, you know, <laughs> you said you bought a car and all these different things. Um, yep. You know, I'm sure God's got it all in his hands. He's got it all figured out. Exactly. I just, I have to trust him. So yeah. I've been putting all my trust in him. That's true. So, it's true. It's true. And so have there been any like scripture stories that have particularly like stood out to you just in your prep for the mission and just in your experiences in general? Um, the biggest one. So I'm rereading the book more before I leave and um, I'm not super far into it, but just like the story of Nephi and like the faith that he had to have in the Lord, like going through all the challenges he had to go through with his brothers and just all the trials that he had to go through, no matter what, he always had faith in the Lord. And that has always been something that stuck out to me. And like, gosh, like if he can do that, like I can do, it. I just have to like leave all my worldly problems aside, put all my trust and all my faith in the Lord and he'll provide a way. So that's beautiful. And it's such an applicable, I don't know, it's just so applicable, you know, to anyone and everyone, like we can all put our trust in God. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's especially, you know, true, especially like just for missionaries, you know, because I mean, you're on the Lord's errand like all mm-hmm. the time, you know, <laughs> like eating, sleeping, yep. really everything is like on God's timing. And even yep. even if exactly. for those that have gotten back off the mission or those that aren't on the mission and you're just listening and, you know, maybe you're a service missionary, it's all the same. You know, we're all children of God. We're all, you know, from the time we were baptized, we're all called to his work. It's just the calling is just a little different when you're full-time set apart name tag, all that stuff, you know, it's a little different, but that's really cool that you're rereading the book of Mormon, especially, you know, before the mission. That's, that's just so cool. Cause I mean, I don't know. I I guess I, the way I study is I, I, and I've talked about this on the podcast as well, just like, just being able to study with the intent of knowing, okay, I'm going to need to teach this to somebody. Like I'm going to be reading this in like three months or two months or whatever with, you know, yep. someone that's like not a member of the church yet. And it's just kind of, I guess yeah. it's added perspective. Yeah, it definitely changes your perspective. I've, I've taken a lot more notes than I ever have ever. Like I just, I got a journal edition one, which is super awesome. Yeah. Gives me more room to write, but it's just crazy. Cause even the little things that I probably normally wouldn't have like highlighted or wouldn't have stuck out to me before. I'm like, Oh, this is like, super good i might need this yeah so it's just you pay extra attention to reading like with the intent that you're gonna have to teach it someday so right no yeah and i mean you break it down you like look up definitions and like to check out footnotes and it's so cool because yep i mean especially you know if you're if you you're teaching someone who's you know from like a christian background they'll usually want to tie things to the bible as well and you know preach my gospel tells us to use the book of mormon as like the central you know, the keystone essentially of the teaching, um, because it does point so much to Jesus Christ. 
but it's just nice when you yep. can back it up with like scriptures in the Bible and things like that, that they can relate to as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's really cool. So um, what have been some other things? I know you mentioned your, um, you know, you obviously you, you kind of just in a way, it sounds like you almost fast tracked your papers. Like once you got that answer, you just kind of went for it. Um, and that that's excellent. That's admirable. Um, and you said you're, you're rereading the Book of Mormon. What have been some other things you've been doing to help prepare yourself for the mission? Um, one thing that I've really been trying to focus on is growing my relationship with God. And so whether that be by rereading the Book of Mormon or just making extra time for him, <clears throat> one of the biggest ways I like make time for him is by going to the temple. It's my absolute favorite place ever. I made a goal um, back in June to try and hit every operational temple in Utah. And I only have two left. So wow. <laughs> a little bit of time, but I just try to spend as much time in the temple as I can. Cause really there isn't anywhere else on the earth where you can get closer with God and just have like a sincere, deep conversation with him than in the temple. And it's brought me so much joy and just seeing the miracles in my life when I make time for the Lord. It's just an amazing thing to witness. That's awesome. So what are the two temples that you have left? So Vernal and Monticello. So wow. they're kind of far. <laughs> uh, Monticello is like four and a half hours away from me. And Vernal's like three and a half. Oh, man. I've done Cedar City a few times. And that's three and a half. But it's kind of worth it because I have friends in college down at SUU. So I kind of okay. just hang out with them. But Vernal is just drive three and a half hours do a session come home it's like a lot of driving <laughs> yeah it so, is almost like yeah you gotta like carpool with someone or something yeah that's exactly exciting. but wow, that's cool hopefully i can do that there's only we have a lot of temples in utah but 14 are operational right now okay so wow. that's cool also you've, you've been to, to 12 and you just got those last two remaining mm-hmm. that's yeah cool. i'm super excited it's I've been working on it since June. So it'll be super satisfying to hit that last one and be like, nice. Done all of them. I can. Yeah. <clears throat> that's so cool. And that's, I mean, just, I guess that's just an example of just taking advantage of the blessings that God has given us, you know, like, cause they're right there. And I'm, I'm reading through saints again, actually. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't actually finished it previously. I've read part of it, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading through saints and just like the sacrifices that the saints went through to, to even just, yeah. just believe in the Book of Mormon to be able to just live a normal life. You know, it's like holy cow, and just to think like where we are now, it's to have the temple so close. You know, so many of them mm-hmm. cases, and it's like wow. I mean, they would. I mean, even three and a half hours, like the saints would have been like, oh, that's nothing. But me, I'm just like, yeah, it's like oh, that's so far. <laughs> yeah especially when i have like three within 30 minutes of me it's like oh it's kind of far but, yeah and then the saratoga one will be done soon and that that'll be like 10 minutes away from my house that's exciting so wow. that'll be awesome that's cool do you do, do they know when the open house is yet for that no latest i've heard they just took the fences um down from around the site okay but latest i heard is next year they're changing the um, headstone, I think, to 2023 instead of 2022. 
Oh, nice. So next year, I won't see it until I'm back from my mission, which is sad, <laughs> especially because they announced it like five years ago. Oh, wow. But it's been a long time coming. So that's crazy. Yeah. I, um, I have some family down in Smithfield. My wife's family's over there and which is like right by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they're, yeah, they're working on that temple. It's like, there's just so many. Mm-hmm. that's really cool awesome. yeah I, I like just how you're emphasizing just growing your relationship with god because i think that is just so important i mean people in this life you know we we come and we go you know there's there's different things that happen you know we you have friends at school you have friends at at church i mean we move around and yeah i mean we want to keep those relationships strong as much as we can and keep those healthy um but it's like, I don't know, God's always there. You know, it's like, even with, when we yep. go on mission, when we go to college, when we get a job, when we do whatever, you know, whether we're, it doesn't matter what career you're in, who you are, where you're from, where you're born, what, what type of whatever, you know, it's, it's all the same mm-hmm. on God's children. And that's just, I, I just think it's so important because I mean, there's so many reasons, but for one, yeah. it's like, I mean, God's our father. And so why wouldn't we want to have a good relationship with him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and exactly. in, in, your, in your efforts to, to cultivate and build that relationship, to strengthen it, um, what have been some, I guess, some things that have helped you? I guess, you know, you mentioned the temple, but, you know, mm-hmm. some, some things that have helped you and then maybe some things that you've, you've found that you've had to like kind of shy away from or I guess challenges that you you've might have come across yeah yeah for sure so I'm a firm believer that who you surround yourself with can and will change your life and so I've always had such amazing friends who have been such good examples to me and they make it easy to be like oh yeah I want to have a good relationship with Heavenly Father because they have such good relationships and so just seeing their example and the joy that they're having out on their missions and in their lives. Um, it's made it super easy for me to be able to grow my relationship with Heavenly Father just by seeing their example. And some of the challenges I found are definitely just like social media and like worldly kind of like maybe like news outlets, just because a lot of things on social media is like either fake or negative or just draws away from the spirit. And like, we all have phones and like most of us will have social media. And so it's very hard to um, kind of avoid those um, negative posts or comments. And so really just doing your best to manage your time, delete social media. Um, I've deleted social media a few times um, just avoiding those situations to begin with. Um, so avoiding situations and then definitely surround yourself with good people because the people you surround yourself with, like you'll, you'll essentially become the people that you surround yourself with. So you want to surround yourself with people who support your beliefs, push you to achieve your goals. Um, so really, yeah, just have good friends, avoid, bad social media i guess (laughs) yeah no honestly that's so that's so good you know so good advice because 
yeah, social media is a huge time waster. I mean, mm-hmm. like we just as you know, the rising generation, like we we spend so much time on it. <laughs> and it's yep, like, we do. Man, we got to do like an audit of our time and figure out, okay, like, does this really matter? Like, what is this? Like, who am I becoming by spending this much time, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, like it, it, it also sets up kind of a false or fake measure of success. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of comparing it, like I said, some subconsciously or consciously, we compare ourselves to others and yeah. in a negative in a negative way, not as like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're both children of God, but rather it's like, Oh, they're, they're doing this with their time. Like, what am I doing? I'm just, just over here working, you know, I'm like, I'm not yeah. getting, getting the same results or the success. And that's, that's totally fine. But the problem is we're comparing ourselves and we're ending that on a negative, a negative frame of mind, which doesn't, doesn't do any good. Yeah, exactly. So I like that you mentioned that just because it is a big, a big time waster. And I actually was talking about this with my wife a little while back, just about how like social media is such a, like a good tool. Cause we were talking about like, cause, cause you know, we've deleted it and gotten back on it and whatever, but we thought about like, okay, like why is social media there? Like, did it, like, who did it come from? You know, did it come from Satan? But like, you know, the missionaries use it. It's just depends mm-hmm. on how do we use it? You know, it's like those that have served missions, like, you know, okay, there's like the safeguards for using technology. Like, do you still use them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what one thing that we have talked about is just like, we got to get back to the basics, you know, like get back to, okay, like if I'm going to yeah. get on my phone, I need to know the purpose or else I don't need to be on my phone. Like if I'm just on there just to scroll or waste time, then maybe there's a better option for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. I do my best to, um, a big thing I like is vulnerability. Mm. Um, throughout high school, that was a big thing that student council focused on. I was a part of student council. And so we, as like the leaders of the school, we wanted to show them to show our fellow students that it's okay to be vulnerable. And so we like being vulnerable on social media is honestly amazing. Like it feels so good to just be able to show the people the real you. That was a campaign we did. It was hashtag real me. And ever since then, I've just, I do monthly posts because at this point, the whole stigma of, oh, you can't post that much. Oh, you should only like, you should get a certain amount of likes. It's just all like garbage. So I do monthly posts. I don't care. It's just being vulnerable with people, showing people like the good days and the bad days, instead of just like showing everyone the good stuff that happens. Cause that's what makes people start to compare themselves. They're like, oh, this person's living such a good life. Like I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're willing to show them that like you have bad days too, and then it really changes like their perspective. It's like, oh, like they have good and bad days. Like we're not that different, you know? And so that's something I've always strived to be better at is just like being like make, I like to say make Instagram casual again. I'm sure lots mm-hmm. of people have heard that, but <laughs> I'm a firm believer in making Instagram casual again. Cause really, like you said, social media is such a good tool we just have to be willing to and actually use it for good so yeah yeah and it's true and i think your use of social media and like your friend group i think there's a correlation between the two in a way um Mm -hmm. just because like i mean you're usually connected with your friends on social media um generally at least i mean unless you just 
randomly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. but yeah, so I, I liked how you kind of hit on both because, you know, if we're surrounding ourselves with good people, our social media feed will be positive and uplifting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least, at least to an extent, there's only so much, we yeah. can do. but you know, if we're like, like you said, if we're standing in holy places, if we're being who we need to be, if we're with who we need to be with, then, you know, really God will be there and we'll have the, the holy yeah. with us. Exactly. So I like that you, you shared those two things. Those are, those are essential really. The, I mean, your friends really will determine who you become just like, just mm-hmm. like, and, and, and I mean, what you do with your time is that just compounds over, over the years and that's who you become as well. So, yeah. Um, so aside from those things, any other advice you would give to someone who is, you know, maybe still in high school, maybe they're just not sure if they want to serve a mission, I guess mm-hmm. to, to you, like a year ago or like, you know, yeah. <laughs> however long ago, what would you say? Um, something that like I still tell myself to this day is that you don't have to be great to start, but like you have to start to be great. Mm. And so for me, like seeing a whole bunch of my friends go out last year is like, they are so like ready to be missionaries. Like they're going to be so good. They know so much about this gospel. And then I'm over here. Like, I don't have a super strong testimony. I don't know all the scripture stories. Like I'm still figuring stuff out. And so um, I started like comparing myself to them, which is bad. Don't compare yourself to others. Um, and so it kind of like made me, I don't know. I just felt like afraid to start something new hmm. just cause I like knew I wasn't going to be as good as it as like my friends going out. Um, but something I've come to realize recently is that the Lord loves effort and no matter how much effort you put in, the Lord will maximize it. And it is just so awesome to see that. And so it's like, I've come to terms with like the level I'm at today, like with scripture knowledge, like is okay. And that the Lord will bless you um, as long as you're putting in effort and he'll turn you into the person that he sees with all the potential that he sees in you. Like, as long as you're willing to put in effort, he will develop you into that amazing person that he sees in you. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, uh, and thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been a pleasure getting to chat with you and just learn from you. Um, we'll, um, we'll have this posted and we'll, we're excited to hear, uh, you know, what goes, what goes on and your, of your many, uh, your much success over in, uh, Recife South Brazil. And thanks again for coming yep. on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, check out the Called to Serve Mission Journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, Write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life. Close quote. The official Call to Serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. 
Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.